Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Today we have with us a guest, a returning guest, a guest that you all know and love. Well, maybe you don't know and love him, but I do. Uh, Eddie Smith, he's got 18,000 different Instagram accounts, all of them doing really well. And he's taking on new clients to boost up their Instagrams as well. But we don't talk about that too much because he's kind of on the underground with that sort of thing. Unless he's not these days, unless he's really pushing that message and pushing that bravado. I know this guy has his hat uh, wearing multiple different hats. He's got, his, he's got his hand in every single cookie jar that's ever been offered to him. Uh, and he is an international man of mystery. He is doing absolutely everything he possibly can to make that dollar, to make a difference, to make a change, to make you see. Eddie Smith, welcome to the show. What's up, brother? Thanks for having me again. Uh, you know, I go in like tides, just like the ocean. And, you know, sometimes I'm here, sometimes I'm there. I might be in the Pacific today, the Atlantic tomorrow, you know? Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, you and I have been trying to, not necessarily trying to, but we've been sort of talking back and forth, getting you back on the show for a while now. Uh, just everything has just been so busy. And uh, you were on, last time you were on the show was uh, before COVID. Uh, and right now we're actually, this is, this is a first uh, for, for us too, because right now the Mental Mastery Alliance is live on Instagram. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at Instagram lives. So uh, I, uh, I also didn't put my makeup on. You know, I'm not pretty. I got, a, I got a voice for radio. That's what's going on here. And I don't want to be distracted. So we are live. You can ask us questions uh, if you join the live stream. I think that they can see that I'm live, right? If you're gonna ask a question, there's a comment box. And then right next to that comment box, there's a question mark inside. It looks like a, a card deck. Click that question mark inside of the rectangle box. It looks like a card deck. And then ask your questions there. But that is okay. So whatever that is, but are, is my audience seeing this or is it just your audience that's seeing this? Both, both. Both of our audiences. Your audience was informed that you went live. Ah, fantastic. <laughs> so that's a first so we are first uh, i'm not visible on the live stream but I'm, I'm i believe i'm audible so if you do have a question ask eddie will be uh monitoring i suppose the questions as they pop up if they pop up uh i won't be monitoring um and this obviously will also go live uh, this when this goes up when this becomes uh, available as a podcast we won't be live so don't, don't be looking for us uh, when you're listening to this on the podcast version of this, which is coming as soon as we're done recording this, which is live. We're having a little bit of fun. So here we are doing our very first live with a good friend and family member of the Instagram family. You know, the world's a small place. We certainly all get connected to certain accounts and we, you know, we have a lot of fun with certain people and it's just kismet and, you know, people that I've never met in real life. Uh, we have this opportunity now, this world that we live in, this this, this fantastic internet world where, where, where anyone can talk to anybody from any office, from anywhere, where the world is just rapidly changing. Um, it, it's, it's a crazy time to be alive. There are so many people that are pushing a narrative, pushing a message, pushing some sort of a negativity. Uh, I'm not 100% sure why. What you're also seeing too is the trolls. Ladies and gentlemen, um, you're seeing the trolls come out. Uh, there's a lot of trolls. There's a, and, and what that means is, you know, you're seeing sarcasm at its, at its peak level. These people that are being sarcastic, these people that are being negative energy, these people that are uh, running you down, running you out. Um, it's, it's everywhere. It isn't just you. It isn't just, it isn't just, you know, you're not, it's not just your one experience here. 
you're seeing a change in guard and there is a pushback for every time that we try to change something, there is a pushback. So that means the trolls are out. That means there are people out there trying to shake your confidence. Um, don't listen to them. Don't be bothered by them. Don't be pestered by them. Uh, don't stress the small things. Eddie and I were just talking about the fact that my Instagram account, for example, has been completely dethrottled. Uh, and that's, that's an interesting thing. Eddie, you know way more about Instagram than I do. Um, what does that mean? Why would, why would a company go around dethrottling somebody that's trying to offer up positivity? Yeah, so the way that uh, these companies are structured is that they have uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence. They're using uh, basically robots, you know, digital robots to take all the data, the, 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 the metadata, the, the data that you are not really familiar with, it's becoming more and more mainstream, but the data that you're not even thinking about until you feel like you've been exploited, they're taking that data and they're using complex mathematical equations to search for keywords, to search for uh, images, facial recognition, um, tones, words like the whole nine yards right so they're using these machines these robots this artificial intelligence this machine learning whatever one of those terms clicks with you the most and they're analyzing the data that passed through servers and you think like a server think of like uh this this uh this iphone charger right and so here is you the end user and then here is the company, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, YouTube, right? So end user, you, the machine. You have to pass through this line, right, to reach the other side. And so as you're posting content, they've got all these, you call them firewalls or whatever. And each time your information passes through this line, it's being hashed and analyzed. And if it's something that does not fit the narrative that they're pushing, because now they're starting to realize that they have to uh, to police this information, like with the fact checker feature, et cetera, so on and so forth, and now just throttling people's visibility. When that happens, it's because you're passing through this, in essence, tube that funnels your information somewhere where they can either have a uh, human review or a machine review. And then depending on that review, you either get upvoted, downvoted, or you stay the same. <laughs> well, I've been downvoted to shit. We, uh, my, my, my engagement on this account has basically dropped to not even 10%. Um, you know, every post uh, once upon a time was, was fine. It was on average. You're getting, I don't know what the standard, um, the standard Instagram engagement is, but I was hovering around 10% um, with regards to likes, comments, DMs, things like that. Now I'm less than 1%. If you know, I've got, I've got, I have to be less than, well, no, yeah, I have to be less than 1% because I'm getting less than 280 engagements on any given post and I have 28,000 fans or followers or whatever. So that's less than 1%. And that just, it came out of the blue. And I traced it right back to save the children. The hashtag save the children wiped me out. So I've said before, I'm like, I don't have a problem 
I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem losing that version or that platform. I mean, there's other things coming along, coming down the line, like Patreon's probably a big one, something like that. Uh, and, and I'm going to be controversial. At the end of the day, no matter how I slice it, no matter what kind of pigeonhole I, I, I feel or, or, or place I put myself in or, or, or ideology that I have, I'm going to be controversial simply because I do not ever accept the general narrative. I don't live in that world and I don't do it with aggression. I just question if people are going to push a message, I'm going to question that message on any given message, which is what you and I were talking about as well uh, with regards to 45D. And that sounds like juju to some people. But before we went live, we were also talking about the mud floods in Tartaria and what it means to be the civilization that was here before and the great fire of Chicago. Like if you can't have these conversations with people, why, why even talk to people, right? But talking about that stuff, there's a group and a collective of people that are designed to collapse under Newspeak. They're designed to collapse under anything that isn't the Kardashians or on TV or sports. And they're also pre-programmed to make fun of you, right? Anyone that thinks freely that, that your programming, think about this, ladies and gentlemen, if you speak openly and freely, people are going to make fun of you because they're not only slow, and they don't have the mental capacity to carry on these conversations, but they've also been brainwashed from a very young age to make fun of anyone that speaks outside the narrative. So yes, the Mental Mastery Alliance is a motivational podcast. Yes, the Mental Mastery Alliance as of, in and of itself is motivational in the sense where we get rid of anxiety, we get rid of depression, we get rid of all the bullshit that, 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 that exists in the world that slows you down from achieving what you want. There's a lot of people out there that are like, you know, oh, you're a self-help guru. You're a life coach. You're this, you're that. We aren't. As a collective, we aren't. And as an individual, I'm not. I'm not a life coach. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what the fuck's up. I'm going to say it in certain ways. I'm going to resonate with certain people. We're going to get a message across. So even if they wipe me out, the really cool thing is I've got guys out there. I've got friends. If I get wiped out right away, I mean, your influence alone, Eddie, could have me back up and running and, and have me reaching, reaching people uh, pretty quickly. So, I mean, when, when you're not afraid of anything, when you, when you lose the fear of loss, <laughs> you become invincible. And which brings me to my next point. If, aside from the business of Instagram, and I will say this, ladies and gentlemen, OG Eddie Smith is the Instagram handle. It's instagram.com forward slash OG Eddie Smith. We're live on his account right now. If you're seeing me jump over, follow him. He's actually got a really neat system right now uh, as a setup. I'm looking at it right now. He's got 11,000.1 followers and he's following 11, 111 people. Lots of ones out there. I like the synchronicity of it all. Um, but go over, go over there and give him a follow. If you are looking to build your Instagram account, it's what he does. It's one of the many things that he does. He does it really well. Um, that's a huge pump. There's going to be, all this is going to be kicked back in the, uh, in the episode description as well. Um, this isn't a blow up Eddie, uh, make big up Eddie uh, episode here. What we want to talk about is all kinds of stuff. The shit that makes him tick, the shit that makes us kismet, the shit that we resonate with, uh, his other Instagram awoken shit was one of my very first follows. Uh, I just loved his title. It was like be fucking awoken. Fuck, you know, just the way he put it out there, the way he created it. It's like, it's all juju anyway. So you might as well just sort of call it as it is. And it's awoken shit. And that's what his, his very entertaining platform for me is um he's got all kinds of different ones but what's going on with his awoken shit and his awoken truth 
more so the Awoken Shit page is he's really pushing a spiritual, um, a, a spiritual message. Uh, Eddie, what, what sort of took place uh, with you recently that had you, you've always been super spiritual, but now you're really pushing um, a personal positivity on on people and you're you've jumped into different realms i mean some stuff over here you've got one of the one of my favorite diagrams of all time is the is the journey to 5d which is the earth's suffering lack ignorance the matrix and then kapow then you've got your awakening you've got knowledge abundance love and peace fifth dimension is there can you pinpoint something right now that that took place that had you step up again because you've always been a cut above but you yeah, you went was, another it was level two miscarriages yeah it was two miscarriages you know oh. within six months you know wow. that'll really fuck your mind up and then on top of that like the miscarriages and then like covid which i think is a fucking joke i'm not saying it's not real but the whole narrative around it is a joke mm-hmm. and the the fear mongering the fear tactics is a joke and the 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 extreme disregard for scientific data and for facts and stats like i've never seen we were talking about this i've never seen a time where so many people experienced cognitive dissonance at the same time on the same level about something that's so clearly and blatantly false you know and uh that happened and then um that affected my business and then i rebounded from my business by like digging deeper inside of myself you know and watching uh exposing myself to new ideas and and new philosophies and whatnot and i just seen someone said why don't you think COVID is real i'm not saying that COVID's fake what i'm saying is is that the response to COVID is artificial so uh, there's been a lot of studies and whatnot that have come out that have blown the whistle on the actual like fatality, mortality rate of this, the recoverability of it. And so it's been artificially inflated and enhanced to make us live in fear when in reality, a lot of the threat that we feel was there is, is false threat. You know, in Chicago alone, one weekend we had like over a hundred people die of gunshot wounds. Okay, gunshot wounds because we have a lot of gang violence in Chicago. It's the summertime, and if you had COVID while you died from a gunshot wound, you counted as a COVID death, which is an artificial inflation of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that's one of the things that's huge is is uh, you know the desire to argue. Like I was saying at the beginning of the cast. They, this, this whole, this whole aggression um, side effect, the trolls that are out, the people that want to talk shit, the people that don't want to find answers, the people that want to talk shit, uh, and they want to disrupt your positivity. They, they throw a wrench into your positivity, the way you think, the way you feel. Uh, and in doing so, they also attempt to have your viewers or your readers, uh, you know, question that narrative as well. So if you put something positive out there, they're going to try to do their best to kibosh it. They don't even realize they're doing it, but they're trained agents, subconscious trained agents, just simply being an asshole because they want to get their two cents in on an account or on somebody that's really trying to do something to do some change. Why is COVID fake? 
Uh, I've said it a thousand times. If you want to know what COVID is or what they intended to do with COVID, watch or go back in time and look how they handled the Spanish flu. Look what they did with the Spanish flu. Back when there was no internet, there was no connectivity with people. The Spanish flu lasted for 11 years because people weren't talking to themselves because people were like, wait a minute, you know, we should, we should hide. We should do as the radio tells us, you know, because you have three channels on the radio and they're all saying, stay inside. People are dying. And if you don't look, if you don't have a window to look out of, if you don't have the internet, if you don't have the ability to ask questions or to deduce or to see or to think or to connect the, 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 the numbers with the reality, uh, then you're going to stay inside. 11 years, people fell for this COVID bullshit back in the day. And the Spanish flu, they called it back then. But you can look at that. You can look at what happened. You can watch how it played out. You can watch how they rolled it out. You can see that it started with a toilet paper shortage as well. So there is idiosyncrasies, there's ironies, and there's a lot of things that play in a factor. Why isn't COVID real for another reason? They're talking about a death rate that is originally was, was asinine. It was one hell of a large number, this death what rate. What was it? It was like one in three people. Somebody actually defriended me, this fucking idiot, actually <laughs> defriended me and was like, you're crazy. One in three people that you know could die. And I said, if that happens, and I guess the, the earth said that we fucked it up too much. Yeah. You know, death is a natural part of life. Yeah. And who am I to play God? I could be one of those one in three. So, you know, that's I guess it. it was nice knowing you. Yeah. And that's their fear and their anger speaking at you, not to you, at you, not looking for a solution or a problem. They're trying to discredit and destroy you. How many times have you heard people say, you're not going to wear a fucking mask? I hope you die. <laughs> like these people are trying to, they don't have an, they don't have an original idea in their head. They don't have the ability. And I'm not knocking all the people that do have original ideas. I'm just saying there are a select group of people that are aggressively attacking people without actually putting any thought Listen, into what they're there's doing. There's a difference. There is a difference between doing research. Doing research is not listening to the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. Between doing research, deducting your own critical thinking, your own critical thoughts, and coming to an educated decision. Yes. Yes, an educated decision yeah. that affects you. Well, the trolls aren't coming from that. They're coming from, well, the mainstream media said this. Yes. The uh, yeah. president said that. Who said this? CDC said that. And they're not taking any of their own critical thinking skills to deduce their own thoughts. You'll also see, you'll also see people the if this then that group of people that are out there well if you're not listening to the mainstream media then you're getting your information from memes you know if you're anti-trump you're pro-biden right or whatever it is you know you if you're if you're the, the the screw around like i mean politically that's another joke like the fact that kamal harris is now the running mate like a it was predictable we called it like two weeks ago b it's insane she's called him a sexist and a racist and the chaos that just, it's like they're trying to throw the election. Anyway, that's a whole other topic that we will get into, perhaps this time, perhaps next time. Um, but back to the COVID thing, the, what you spoke on, the logical deduction, use your own eyes, use every sense you have. If quote unquote one in three and all these people that were dying were supposed to die or whatever, there would be family members for every single one of these deaths. And every single one of these deaths would have at least two, would have at least one family member. 
you know, or actually I would say every single one because people are going to latch onto that. Let's just say if you average out 10,000 people that died, there would be per person, two people that had something to say about it. And there isn't a single person on Facebook saying I lost someone due to COVID except for the person that decides they want to jump in right now and say, I did lose someone. And they're going to tell you a story. They're going to make something up to make themselves feel important. I'm not saying people haven't died from COVID. No. And I was just going to say, there could be people that genuinely say that, but just because that's what you were told, just like, boom, I got shot. Mm -hmm. I died. I had COVID. They're going to tell you that he died of a gunshot, but he had COVID, so there's a, you know, we're going to mark him out of that because he could have died of COVID, you know, and people are going to accept that. People are like, oh, there's, you should see, you know, I know somebody that works at a hospital and they're like, I see people. I've actually, it's funny because I've heard people, I've heard nurses on both ends of the spectrums. I've heard nurses that said my hospital is laying people off because we're so fucking slow. Mm -hmm. We have no cases. The cases that we have are super mild and like, we're not even convinced that it's this thing that they're saying then there's nurses that are saying i'm watching people die every day but here's the thing they're not realizing if you have pneumonia if you had fucking cardiac arrest if you have fucking any number of other illnesses or disorders or, or vitamin d deficiency because the majority of people that are dying have vitamin d deficiencies which means that you're not getting out in the sun very much which means you're probably elderly which means that there's also something else in your body that's not helping you to process vitamin d right deficient those are the majority of this people in elderly communities nursing homes, people in uh, inner city impoverished areas, all right? So you start bringing all this down, and like, oh, people of color are dying, and I'm a person of color, so don't even try to come at me right now. But people <laughs> of color are dying more than white people. Well, it's because they're not getting enough fucking vitamin D. A lot of them have sickle cell or a different form of fucking anemia. They have uh, less access to healthcare, and odds are that they were immunocompromised from the beginning, but there was never something that came through that was going to activate those immunocompromised. And so people are like, yeah, I know someone that died or I work at a hospital and it's flooded. Well, guess what? A lot of these areas that they were saying that had poor fucking healthcare systems, have poor fucking hygiene, have poor fucking, uh, you know, uh, air quality and, 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 and sun quality and, and UV qualities. And people don't realize that you're saying this because the doctor told you, or like you said, Adam, it's fucking actors, but you don't even, you're not even educated enough because you haven't done the research to fucking deduct your own thought process to even know all these other factors. And so you hear that and your mind goes to boom, I'm going to defend what I know is true because the media told me and I don't have time nor energy nor the fucking brain space to go do this research on my own. Moreover than that too, they're not, they're not even aware that there needs to be any research. Because when you blindly accept what you've been told for so long, the idea that, that they would be lying to you, uh, the cognitive dissonance disarray doesn't, doesn't, doesn't compute. They can't get through that. They can't get through, uh, you know, the, well, why would the media lie is the thing that you hear a lot. Now, another thing too is most of these people are aggressive, are aggressive. They're aggressive face mask wearers. They're aggressive this, aggressive that. And that's because, or, or they assume that we are aggressive as well. The ones that are sort of living in a different world where we're not aggressive, you're aggressive and you're literally having an argument with yourself for the most part, when it comes to this stuff, you want to talk about COVID being real. Great. Cool. That's wonderful. You want to talk about it not being real. That's cool. You know, but if COVID is real, then where's the proof? Where's the proof? If COVID is fake, then what's its intention? 
And if we stop arguing about COVID itself and we start looking at the broader spectrum and the broader picture and what it's all about, like you talk about, you talk about uh, vitamin D deficiency and other, and other situations, you know, COVID, the narrative is wear a mask. So give yourself a hard time breathing and stay inside. So stay directly out of the sun. All the things that can help you, they're telling you to do the opposite of. I thought you were reaching for your demuter there. No, I was just waving. But exactly. That's the thing that like people don't realize. And the problem is that people aren't doing their own research. I'm not saying like go out and, and do something that you feel is dangerous. But what I am saying is that you need to cognitively make a decision to do something that you need to do. And I see uh, my homie Kimra. She said, no one is telling people not to go into the sun. Kimra, I know that you're speaking from your own experience and I respect you a lot. You know, I got a lot of love for you. helping me a lot in my business and in my life. But there are places where that's your town. But here in Chicago, we were told not to go outside. The mayor actually went on air and said, do not go outside. Do not go in like go for a casual stroll. And then the whole town was in uproar because she went and she did it with her wife or her girlfriend or whatever it is to her. So I get that in your town, that's the way that your reality is. But in a large part, the reality for a lot of people is that they've been told not to go to parks. They've been told they shut down all the nature preserves here in Chicago. They shut down all of the uh, parks and recreation. And because they said that people were gathering, but their trails people are walking, they're not gathering. And so that's what happened here in Chicago. I understand your reality and your experience was a lot different, but we can't all be as lucky as you. For a large majority of us, they said liquor stores are open, which makes no fucking sense because it lowers your immune system. They said that you have to stay indoors. They said that you can't get COVID by food delivery when that doesn't make any fucking sense because if somebody has COVID and here's food that I got earlier and they're holding my food, even if they have gloves on, right? Someone has COVID, they're holding my food, they come, they deliver it to my door, they cough on my food, or they rub their nose or got mucus on it, and then boom, they hand me that, and then I put it. Guess what? The COVID just magically isn't no longer on my, uh, my bag. It's no longer magically on my burrito. It's no longer magically on my napkin that they touched or on the drink or the straw. It just doesn't make sense, right? And you'll so, hear people say that I, he never touched the napkin. Well, somebody did because somebody put it in the bag. So 12 people touched your food and all of a sudden you don't have, you know, you don't have COVID, right? That's the same thing in the restaurants up here, bro. When they said that stuff, they were like, you know, you can go, you can't have a drink, but you can go and sit down and eat. But alcohol wasn't served, you know? So it was like, no, alcohol was served, but food wasn't. There was no food, but you could, you could drink. Then on top of that, and I really have love for Kimra. So I'm not even trying to come at her, but I know there's a lot of people that are like Kimra. I know Kimra's very vehemently like listening to the government and what they're saying, but that's a shame. Listen to what they're not saying. Listen to what they're not promoting. Read the facts and the stats of what's actually going on. Because if the scientists are saying that there's a 97 to 99.75% recovery rate, that is not a pandemic. Well, here's another thing that's not a pandemic. The, the, the Miami Marlins, uh, baseball, they started baseball up. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody's listening to the government. Everybody's living in fear. Everybody's quarantining. Everybody's blah, blah, blah. We're going to save ourselves for a vaccine. I can go aggressive on this because it's stupid. Now, the Miami Marlins started the baseball season along with everybody else. 18 players, quote unquote, broke out with, quote unquote, COVID, quote unquote. And... They quarantined for, after seven games played, they quarantined for two weeks and then they came back. 
And all 18 players now, along with the rest of the team, are playing every other team in the league, and they're playing um, double headers to catch up for lost games. So they're playing 14 to 18 innings a day after getting diagnosed with COVID, not dying, sitting on their asses for 14 days, and then coming back and healthfully just playing the game. So this unnatural... Same thing with the NBA. Same thing all around the world. People, it's got scientifically proven whether you believe science or not that the government's not promoting intentionally a 97 to 99.75% recovery rate. If that is the case, what are you afraid of? Why are you staying inside? Yeah. Now on top of that too, there hasn't been any other deaths. There hasn't been any other topics. There hasn't been any gang violence. There hasn't been anything. There hasn't been any terrorist attacks. There hasn't been anything at all period on the news. If the news covered car crashes and, and vehicular mortalities the same way they cover COVID, nobody would ever drive again. And on the side, on the, on the other side, we have these conversations and we have the ability to have these conversations. I had a fellow on, um, on the show not too long ago that was, um, he's in the UAE, he's in, the, he's in Dubai. And the rule in Dubai right now is one member of the household can leave within a 24-hour period to acquire food for the rest of the household while they all stay in their giant ivory towers. Dude, in Russia, it was like you couldn't leave 100 feet from your doorstep. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the thing right here, sort of. I don't want to get distracted by this. I'm not, I'm not looking at that. Never mind that. I got to focus on the podcast at hand that needs to get edited and go out. You, you focus on the live, Eddie. You got this. But there's people going off on the live right now. This is actually kind of fun. This is something that should be done more often. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and Kimmer, I'm not, like I said, and Adam said also, we're not saying that you don't know people that have died from COVID. And you don't know that they were completely young and healthy. They could have had things inside of them that they didn't tell you. They could have had things inside of them that they didn't know about. I'm not saying that I'm not invalidating your experience because that is your experience. What I am saying is, is that, and what Adam's saying is that there is more information here than what is being presented to you. It is impossible for science to officially release a study about neurological impacts on something that's so new because you would have to see if those neurological impacts how long they're lasting you'd have to see if those neurological impacts are due to the virus specifically or if they're due to what happened as a result of the virus being stuck indoors that can fuck your neurologicals up like there's so many things that are going are at play here i'm not invalidating your experience what i'm saying is that that's just the tip of the iceberg you know very tip of the iceberg and i know that you, you know, are very passionate, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where you have to agree to disagree on, you know, you can't, I wouldn't even say agree to disagree. I would say embrace your opinion. I would say embrace your opinion, um, and, and maintain it because yeah, every, I agree with that also, yeah. I respect, uh, Bush because even if it was part of like some bigger fucking bullshit, when he said, I'm gonna go to war in Iraq, he went to war in Iraq. He never backed down. Yeah, we don't know what's going on with the wars. War itself is foolish and stupid. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, backing up your whether your it's popular, yeah. standing behind what you believe in. A hundred percent. And and to anyone that wants to, you know, you can say I'm an asshole. You can say I'm I'm ludicrous. You have every right to say that I'm a piece of shit for having my opinion, for having my views. And you know what? I fucking respect you for having the opinion that I'm a piece of shit. 
I respect that. Good for you, right? Because every single person on this planet exists oh to learn gosh, from everybody She's else. We are the same as light bulbs. What's happening? Realize that they use 5G in military uh, crowd control experiences. They use it in military warfare. I can send you some videos. I love you so much. I really have so much respect for you. But to say that 5G is the same as light bulbs is completely ignorant. And there are videos showing that it has very real effects. Oh. It can fuck you up. Okay. Well, she it, just jumped over to equate it to a light bulb is very dangerous, false information. Why, why 5G is a pain in the ass and why it's wrong. I don't want to get on that topic and we can't let her hijack this show because she can just keep talking all she wants, yeah. but she can't hijack the show. But 5G, the difference between 5G and every other G is that they went from radio waves to microwaves. And that's the difference. 5G is a microwave. Every other frequency was a radio wave. Not good for us in, in abundance, 4G. But 5G is the same frequency that cooks your hot dog. So be very careful with that. It's peculiar, whatever. And again, have your opinion, do your thing. Uh, we're not, this isn't a 5G show. I could give two shits about yeah. 5G at this moment in time. So yeah. the, the, the interesting thing too is when you talk about standing your ground, when you talk about Bush, when you talk about potential evil, uh, all the sort of stuff, these opinions that people have, you know, we sit in a world where, you know, I, we were talking about um, the elites and pedophiles and you were like, what? I don't know. You're like, Chrissy Teigen did what? I was going to say, talking about Chrissy Teigen because I always, from like what I know of Chrissy Teigen, because I don't like pay attention to all that shit like no. at all. Like I don't even fucking know shit. Like I was like, oh, Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, like in the middle or the uh, entrepreneur space. And I was like, I don't know what they're doing. But uh, I always, from what I know of her, I thought she was like, because she was married to uh, John Legend. Yeah, John Legend's supposed to be like super spiritual. Yeah, he also eats babies. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get shut down for that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't talk openly about that. I mean, I do talk openly about it, but uh, with regards to the algorithm, uh, and we are Facebook Live right now, so uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know how the rules are. But uh, I, I can put up some videos, man. I will not put up. I can show you some videos, and they're, they're out there. You can look at any of the quote-unquote conspiracy pages, and you can, you can look at Chrissy Teigen was on a show talking about eating human flesh. Like if you were at a casual restaurant, would you, da, 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 um, would you eat human? If it was, if it was offered, would you, would you eat a small piece of human? The guy's like, no, fuck no. Are you mad? She's like, no, not just a small piece. Like even if it was absolute luxury, you wouldn't eat just a small piece. He's like, no, you're crazy. She's like, uh, you would. And it was, it was so awkward. And this was like live television. It was awkward as shit. And that clips everywhere. You can find that that's not hidden. Chrissy Teigen went to war with one of my buddies, uh, the guys that I'm paying attention to over here. And there's places where you can eat human meat legally. Uh, there's in rumors. California, in there's, LA. No, it's real. It's a real thing. I don't know. I don't know. I've heard about this. I know what you're talking about. I've heard about this, but no. They say it's like ethically sourced. I'm going to go ahead and say no again on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop that as well. I mean, I've heard the stories, but I think that when push comes to shove and if any serious digging was done, there would be no human meat served in any restaurant anywhere. Uh, and if anyone can prove me wrong, please do. But I think that an actual 20 minute investigation would yield that that's probably. Oh, you think it's just kind of like them, like giving, like making, like giving the like, Oh, like they're not really eating it, but the, it's the idea that they're eating it. I like think that pseudo, pseudo. I think that you heard a story. I think that you heard a story that you're like, well, you know what? It's believable. But I think that if you actually did the actual work, like if you decide you heard a story and you didn't give a shit, so it just became something that you heard. 
um, something that you may regurgitate. But if you actually put some effort into it, I don't think that you would find a restaurant anywhere that serves human, actually serves human. Because I know inside my mind, I remember reading articles about that too. But I also remember reading debunking articles or things being like, no, no, we were just fucking joking. Like, this isn't real. So, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a crisscross. Yeah, I can see that too, because I'm the type of person to, to joke about something like super, uh, like, inappropriate. Oh, yeah. And then people be like, are you serious? I'm like, how could you honestly think I'm serious about that? Exactly. So that's kind of what I think just took place in your mind right now. You, you heard somewhere that something, and it didn't matter to you. So you're like, ah, eh, fuck it, whatever. And that just stuck in the annals of your head as a possibility. And now as you voice it, you're like, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I've never done it. And nor would I ever even want to like, okay, so here's the second part of that. I would never want to go seek out a place like that because I don't want to be what's on the menu. No. <laughs> No, exactly. Like, I don't want to eat me. You know, was that movie where they had the the Rockweiler tattoo? Was it uh, fucking? And they like hunt people, eat people, torture people. Oh, uh, like any version of Elite Islands. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, well, the elites. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the, see, that's not the stuff that you focus on, and I like that about you. Like, you don't have to talk about fucking Jeffrey Epstein and Pedo Island. Uh, but now that I've mentioned it, I can, you know, put it in the, the, the quotes of the, of the episode, you know, but it, it's a funny thing because they say, you know, they say all this horrible stuff that goes down. They say all this horrible stuff. They say, they say, they say, and what do we do? We read, we read, we read, and we make our opinions and all of our opinions, ladies and gentlemen, every last one of your opinions and every last one of my opinions is wrong. They are all wrong all the time because we do not have all the information. We don't even have come close to all the information. And that in and of itself is a problem. But here's where the expansive problem comes from that. When you try to deduce the answer to something, or when you try to craft and create a response to something, when you don't have all, like, you know, when you don't have the whole story, you're also utilizing a false narrative to create that. So it's like trying to do a math equation with a broken calculator that you don't know is broken. So you do all the work correctly, but it's wrong. It's all wrong because we've been taught it's wrong from day one. You know, why don't we know anything about free energy? Why don't we know anything about, you know, previous civilizations? Why don't we know anything about this? Why do we think that the further back in time that we went, you know, the shorter we were as humans, why do we think what we think, you know, what, where did we come from? Like Terrence McKenna, he always talks about how, the Egyptian black mages and uh, I forget who else, I think it was the leaders at the time, like the Pharaoh and shit, deliberately destroyed this knowledge. Mm-hmm. Of course. And whatever's left is in the, is in the Vatican. It's over at the, the Catholic church, which is just a pile uh, of Satanists. Kimmer just said something that was really fascinating. And uh, we don't have to talk about it a lot, but I just want to acknowledge it. And shout out to you, Kimmer, for staying on here, even though we had uh, varying perceptions on things and being peaceful so i love camera she's dope as fuck you'd probably like camera a lot because she'll go back and forth with you all day but uh, she said she bought some human bones from a uh, oddities fair so did someone eat that person or did the person just die and they took the bones from the cremating them maybe the person just sold the bones to you because they needed the cash but they're still alive who knows you know what i mean like i never even thought about i never even thought about uh where a lot of these oddities come from and how they come to be, you know? Uh, human bones are easy. Here's one for ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can take a look at this. The Grand Canyon, we all believe, uh, was forged from flowing water. Uh, and that sounds like fun, too. Why not? Why wouldn't that be a thing? But 
it also stems from it's it's been rumored that it is a mass graveyard for the giants and the giants are the tartarians um that's a whole other topic but you can look into that if you want anyone listening to this i strongly suggest you do i haven't addressed my audience he, by uh, the way before we went live said tartarian times was just as recent as a couple hundred years ago and that's why we were talking about the chicago warfare we were on a whole we should have recorded that shit <laughs> oh it just as it always goes that way you get on like you and i haven't talked in forever so we start shooting the shit and the pre and post shows are always uh, so entertaining for sure um yeah i would definitely start recording that but honestly i don't have the time to edit that like i'm doing a million things and i want to get in there time it you know record it get out do some mild edits but like to sift through like because half the shit we talked about was offensive or uh, you know whatever just not necessarily I mean, offensive to who though people that are afraid to because you presented me with new knowledge you present you presented me with what happened you presented me with knowledge that i was like aware of but like nephilim giants like yeah but when you started dropping them like Chicago, I'm like, whoa, I read this book and that's not the history that I was told, you know, and I, so I pushed back a little bit and then you came with more data and then, oh, yeah. you know, and that's how it goes. But the people that can't open themselves up to new information like that, you're right. Like it would have been very offensive. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. Offensive stuff. I'm talking about, you don't record the pre and post shows because we often, we talk about stuff like this is my email for this, this, and this, we got to get that, that, and that out there. Like just general shit that you don't throw out into the, you know, in yeah, 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 I feel you. But uh, with regards to Tartaria, yeah, you can look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I mean, I've touched on Tartaria. And, and ladies and gentlemen of Eddie's audience, and I guess my audience, because you say my audience is listening to this as well. Um, but it's only your audience talking. So I guess, again, I've been so, I've been so wiped out that nobody from my show is over. Yeah, there. I know Kimra. Like, that's like one of my like, main homies. When I need to help my business, you know, I paid her. And, you know, a lot of people talk shit about business coaches, but she helped me a lot. And, Bro, uh, I am a business coach for crazy. Yeah, I mean, me too, but you get what I'm saying. Like, uh, everybody else, they're legit. Could be from your audience or my audience, you know? Oh, I'm just saying nobody's asking. If anybody else is asking questions, I don't know. I can't see. I don't really want to know. I mean, I want you to focus on that side of things. I'm, I'm over here. Uh, and not everybody deserves to be addressed. Um, well, not that they don't. I mean, every single person that has a valid question, by all means, please post it. But if you just want to, like, be like, fuck you, I hate you, you know? All right, that's cool, too yeah that's Actually, why like anybody else that would have came at me like kimra did i might have felt slighted or like felt frustrated but because i respect kimra and i know where she's coming from i know she has no like disdain for me it's a lot easier to take oh that's a good point in and of itself because i know she doesn't have disdain for me i know that what she's saying isn't a troll do you know what i mean well there's always a difference you can certainly tell a difference between a troll and uh and somebody who's 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 communicating uh, you can also tell the difference between like a troll and like a harmful troll. Like there are people that just simply want attention. And why I like trolls to a certain extent is that they'll be dumb and it will give me the opportunity to explain more of a point that I was trying to make. And you're not ever really addressing the troll in that sense. What you're doing is you're addressing the audience that's reading your comments that'll be there afterwards. Um, and that, that to me is why I, I certainly utilize trolls in that sense. So when all this that we've talked about, Tartaria, COVID, all of it, Polly, stop. Lay down, please. Stop it, Polly. Eating garbage. Um, when we, we talk about that, how does that fit into 
like the three D to the five three five D ascension. And you're asking me like what was the big shift at being in the show, like from what you were posting and what you were saying and well I think you hit the nail on the head. Showed your face. I think you actually glazed over it, but you hit the nail on the head. When you talked about how you were spiritually affected by uh, miscarriage and the loss, the perceived loss of life or the, the, the loss of a potential future, that would be, that's jarring and everything. And that's the, that to me, that that's a huge deal. And again, I don't want to bring it up. Uh, but I, when you, when you gave that quick answer, I'd already moved on to topics because you, you hit it and you, and you went away from it and that was oh, enough. Yeah. I mean, that was exactly it. I went through some, uh, what do they call it? Like the spiritual dark night or whatever. Like I went through some hard times, you know, and dark night of the soul. Yeah, Dark Knight Soul. I went through some hard times, and uh, at times I still do go through some hard times. But it's leaning back on like what I know about like vibrations, frequencies, what I know about uh, the law of attraction and thoughts and words and all stuff that I can't stay in that space. So I can choose to stay a prisoner of my own demise, mm -hmm. or I can liberate myself through understanding that life happens through me not to me and here's one of the things too that 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 is a, a an interesting spot like if you want to talk about hans wilhelm he's another individual are you, are you familiar with hans yeah yes yes okay uh, uh it's it's he, you have to give an audible answer this is a uh, radio show so that's all right uh, i keep mute myself <laughs> just in case there's any feedback <laughs> there is yeah every time you unmute i hear myself for some reason um so hans wilhelm says uh a soul will come, a soul will come, whatever there's, there's rumor. And one of the stories goes, you know, you pick your group of people that come here um, together, you travel together spiritually and you, you come to this realm together and you guys go through this world and you help each other and you do your things. So once your purpose is fulfilled, you know, you move on or you, you careen out or whatever it is. Um, you no. Know, and I've had these conversations before with people, but like those miscarriages, you know, because I, I used to believe, you know, I, I used to, I didn't care about abortion or this, that, or the other thing, but like now I firmly believe that a soul is a soul from day one. Um, and it, you know, that'll probably change because I think a soul is a soul from before day one. I think, I think it's, 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 it's a plug-in. Um, again, that goes into the simulation, but assuming that Hans is correct, you know, you're looking at this, like every single thing has its purpose, right? So these people, if you, if you look at it this way, those two miscarriages could very easily have been like your buddies in the, in the outworld, the ups, the upstairs that like said that they'd come with you, but didn't really want to do too much. You know, like they're like, ah, we'll play for like a minute, you know? <laughs> so yeah, they just, so, I, they, so that's what I told my partner. I was like, oh man, what probably happens. They're like, we're going to be born in 2020. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, we'll come back. Come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm coming back. Fuck this. And, and that, see that right there, ladies and gentlemen, we just made, we made it, we made a laugh of a miscarriage and that's a serious deal. But when, when it, that could also be very true. What we just said could 100% be very true. We don't know. And to say that we know is, is the shit that hurts us is the shit that locks us in place to be like, no, man, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. You know, we have a lot of life left. There's a lot of terrible things that could take place. There's a lot of amazing things that could take place, but the, at the end of the day, it legitimately is all one giant experience. So what you're going to do with what's already happened is entirely up to you. And that's how you shape and shift your mind because happiness is again, we, you know, to be cliche about it, happiness is a choice. Is it not? Um, back to the five D uh, it, and there's a lot of people that are going to jump down your throat about the mental health thing. And I understand that. But the way I look at mental health is that 
these disorders and these, these mental diagnoses exist because of the confines and the constructs, constructs that we've been placed into. It is not natural, it is not normal, and it's not okay. And so if you do suffer from mental illness, illness and you feel like it's not a choice, look at the constructs that you were born into and, and the, the loops and the patterns that you're born into. And you look at like a computer, like you're talking about simulation theory. And I like the idea of simulation theory. It's a nice idea. But you look at a computer, if it contracts a virus, it fucks up. If it gets malware, it fucks up. If it overheats, it fucks up. If the storage gets too full, it fucks up. And all these things fuck up a computer, right? And fuck up electronics and fuck up cars. And so what makes you think that a human is not the same? Yeah. On that topic too, sort of a subtopic on that, like every single person is different. Every single person has an opinion and, and what's, what's good for the goose isn't always good for the gander, as they say. But where, what is your opinion? Where are we right now? What's going on here, Eddie? Where, where are we here? What is this? Like this? This? What, yeah. 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 What is this? Where are we? What's going on? <sighs> All right. <laughs> that so, smile on your face. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Get the popcorn. Okay. So like the TLDR. All right. Everything is frequency. Everything is vibrations. Everything is, is the fabrics of the interweb. Okay. That's what this, this is right here. The fabrics of the, the interweb. So this is 5D, right? And 5D is consciousness. 5D is just awareness. 5D is, is literally being. You could just see and experience like this is 5D. All right. Being in general, like the observer. All right. But when you look at what reality is in terms of like the closest things that we can perceive, it's like Einstein and, and his theory of relativity and equals NC squared and all that shit. You know, it's, it's just fabric that you can't see. It's wavelengths, right? And then it comes out the wormhole like this. It feels solid, right? It feels solid. But none of this is solid. No. It is particles and atoms and, 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 and you know, cosmic dust and all this shit vibrating at a very high frequency so high and so close together that it appears as solid okay everybody agrees on this this isn't like some spiritual woo-woo shit this is science yeah the okay? science of it all you're right this this yeah. is something that has been proven this desk that my phone is on my phone this computer they are all vibrations at an extremely high frequency together. Okay. And so if all of that is and the chair I'm sitting on is holding me together because there's a vibration, then what is all this? All of this is nothing and everything at the same time because everything is connected and separate at the same time because we are all operating as light on a frequency that our minds can comprehend these shapes, figures, etc. So, where are we? I think that we're light. I'm not real big on the love and light narrative, like love and light only. But, like, I think that we're light, you know, because we're quite literally nothing other than high vibrating particles. And what are those particles made of? That, and that's one energy. of the things. They're made of energy. Energy, yeah. Energy and is light. I've been speaking on that. Be light or dark, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, uh, well, there has to be dark. There's, there's dark to every light. I mean, without, 
it's the contrast without light there is no darkness and without darkness there is no light because if everything was light it just would be all one giant thing uh without darkness you know there's no light and that's the thing you, you need to have they, they they're symbiotic somebody was talking about too like you know um transitions you know the every every aspect of everything holds a piece like if you take uh, a solid block of ice and you throw it in a boiling water um the transition from the ice there's still ice in the boiling water because it at one point was ice therefore it's still part of the boiling water and just like if you freeze boiling water at one point it was boiling even though it's now frozen there's still parts of boiling water in the ice because that's just what it was that was the transition um the atom that you spoke of, the building block of society, the scientific building block of society, they've looked inside of it. Inside of the atom, there's quarks, quarks, and quasons, which is just pure energy. And all they're doing is vibrating. So when I say, where are we? You know, when you say that, that we're light, I, and I've said this a thousand times, like people have asked me sort of where I stand because at one point, you know, you may be a flat earther, you may be this, you may be that, you may have your opinions. Um, and all of it to me is, is more illusion. I mean, at the end of the day, based on the science that we have and the information that we have, and, and who's to say the information's right, but just based on sort of how I'm able to deduce what I'm able to deduce with the information that I have and my ability to deduce said information, uh, it seems to me that we're in a simulation. We are in a, a holodeck because we are pure energy. We are, we are a collective of pure energy. And when you were talking about your story, you were slapping your arms and that's solid. It seems solid. Right. And if you, even if you don't want to talk about solid uh, or, or room or ethos or energy or all being connected, you know, we talk about, I've, I've talked about this before too. I've talked about the goldfish is the goldfish inside its scales or is it inside the bowl or is it inside its scales inside the bowl or is it inside its scales inside the bowl, inside the room, inside the house, inside the country, inside the world. Yeah. It's like the cups, you know, where uh, what's that theory where they have the little uh polk polk polish uh dolls wooden dolls and i think it's polish and you take one off and then there's a smaller one and a smaller one and a smaller one and a smaller one um yeah man that's it, humanity it, it, it makes you think that's humanity you want to take those wooden dolls and and here's a hilarious here's a hilarious thing take those wooden dolls and hand one to a grandmother then a daughter then a granddaughter <laughs> so that's what you got ladies and gentlemen or even this, I watched this, watched this thing and then I started seeing memes about it, but how like every woman that's ever existed is part of the original woman. Because every time a woman has a baby, part of that woman's DNA goes into that baby and so on and so forth and so on and so forth. And so like when you look at, say like my daughter, she's equal parts, her mom and her mom's mom and her mom's mom's mom as she is her mom. There's the, the other one that I really like too, in that sense, like the immediate correlation with that one is um, when your mother, when, you're, when your daughter's grandmother gave birth to her mother, you're born with all of your quote unquote eggs, right? So that's what I'm saying. You're born with your eggs. So she was already in existence inside of her mother, inside of her grandmother. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And how far back does that, does that visual time loop go, right? And it, it, it goes on forever, right? You can trace back. You could trace right up. You could just keep tracing up to a lineage. You can just, who was born to who? Who was born to who? And you just run that gamut right up. 
And where do we go? Where do we go at the top of that? That's a huge question. Where do we go? Because you think you're different than somebody from over here, from over there. Every last one of us is essentially another version of, of, of either ourselves, of our essence, of our energy, of our Each aura. Other. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. And we're all like you were just saying, we're, we're literally carbon copies of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to put some physicality on it. Like, who are you? What is your consciousness? What are you doing right now? Are you sitting there? Are you having a conversation? Are you, are you consciously pumping your own blood? Um, your arm, is that your arm? Is, is your arm you? Are you your arm? If I cut your arm off, would it still be your arm? <laughs> would it so, grow back? You know, do you say my hand or am hand, you know? Yeah. And there was the other one too. Who, who the hell was I talking to about this? They said that there's, it's, it's been documented that there was a tribe where if, you know, like if they lost an appendage, if they cut their finger off, it would grow back because nobody told them it didn't. And that, whether it's true or not, fucking blew my mind. Cause I'm like, it makes sense because every last one of the things that we think we can't do, somebody told us we couldn't do it. That's Lizards what we think are we able to grow it. back their tails and their appendages and Instagram's only got a minute and 30. So we can end on Instagram and continue our conversation. But for the Instagram fam, what do you want to leave them with in these last 90 seconds? Um, keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> That's my sign off for this episode, for the, for the show in, in general. Uh, with regards to the Instagram fam, keep doing what you're doing, man. You're rocking it. Rocking and rolling. All right, y'all. Peace out. Go follow the Mental Mastery Alliance. I'll tag them in the post for certain. Beauty. Yeah, man. Um, so how can we only get an hour? This is fun business stuff too for people listening to this. We just went yeah, live, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just joining us or if you skipped a bunch of crap and didn't want to hear us yammering at the beginning, we went live uh, on Instagram. So this was a very live episode. Um, and now we are not live. But we're still live in your ear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I confused you. Love it. So uh, what happened? Um, what- we had some uh, that Kimmer jumped on because – like I said, I respect Kimmer a lot. And for her to kind of like help us even go deeper because, you know, we were talking about the people that are a certain way. And then one popped up that was actually not hostile, you know, and it allowed us to hopefully open up some of your ears to some of the stuff that we're saying, because we're not against you. We just want you to look from a broader spectrum. Of course. Don't limit yourself to anything, period. At the end of the day, you arguing with me over your beliefs versus my beliefs is you demonstrating to me your limitations. That's it. That's all you're doing. And, and when yeah. you have the ability to be open with everybody and communicate and learn and grow together, then we're exponentially getting somewhere, you know? So, but also back to this, because I am interested in this shit. So what happens now with that, with that live? What does it do? I'm about to put it onto my feed and I just tagged you. I said conspiracies with uh, the Mental Mastery Alliance. Join me, my homie, the Mental Mastery Alliance. More like free thought. Podcast. <laughs> we, yeah, conspiracies and free thought. Conspiracies, hmm. critical thinking. Because that's what it all revolves down to our conversations critical thinking. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. I'm glad that uh, we were able to like really have a, a legitimate conversation with some people that share alternative uh, beliefs as us, you know? 
The uh, the next time we do that, we you and I could just do a straight live without being on the uh, on the podcast, with because I can really hammer out some stuff. If if I know we're going to go visually live, you and I could do a a decent demonstration on when I do the TMMA conspiracy. The other one, you're following that, or at least you're aware of it. I think the one where I'm actually pushing a deeper, stronger, more more uh, aggressive narrative. Ladies and gentlemen, to I've those of you that, that aren't, a lot. what's that? I've noticed it a lot. Oh and yeah, I thought that it was just because like you're becoming more passionate than you already were about like the state of the world because well, you is. are someone that does your own critical thinking. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, before I was, I was definitely, I guess, you know what it is though? Like, I think it's the evolution. Like you have to do certain things to get to certain places and, and not like I have to do this to get that. It's I have to do this to comprehend that for me to become something else. And I played the game. I came at this world five years ago, the, 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 the self-help guru world. And I walked out of like a, a really weird spot where I was, I was a sales coach. I was a really good sales coach, but I was a sales coach and sales coaches are drunken assholes with cocaine addictions, like 90% of them, which was also yeah. me, you know? And that was, I was really good at my job, but I hated my life. So how do you go from that to being a, a, a proper life coach? And then the fact that you hate the term life coach, and then you, you decide it's a business coach and it's a this, and then it's an awakening coach and it's this and it's that. Then reality is I'm not any of those things. I'm here to help you comprehend what needs to be comprehended inside yourself to get you to where you need to be. The team does the majority of the work in that sense. Um, and, but if, if I do work one-on-one with people, then, uh, then, then that's the glow up. That's the big, real, true glow up. And it took me a long time to get there, but I had to go through the motions. I had to be taken seriously. I had, I had to take myself seriously before I could present myself. And it, it took years. Yeah. It took about five years to evolve from somebody who was after material things and, and, to, and to play in those lines and to play in that, in that, in that sandbox. Um, to really start pushing in a different narrative, a different agenda, a different message where now it's like, I also needed the money. Like you have to, you have to sustain your lifestyle. So you have to charge people. You have to do this. You have to do what the people want to get certain things. But then I found the biggest, the, like I said, the biggest glow up is tapping into your essence, knowing you don't need the money and knowing that the money itself is a construct and knowing that if you do a good job, money is simply the result of a job well done. Well, that's why I like Awoken shit because I don't need to make any money from Awoken shit, Awoken Truth or Thoughts of the Awoken. I don't need to make any money from Mr. Smith 3 or OG Eddie Smith. Yeah. I do all that stuff because I enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, I am a businessman, but you know, I have a marketing agency and I, I, now I have a construction business. And uh, I like the fact that my marketing agency makes me not need even the construction business. Yeah. You know, because there's no scarcity. And that's it. And when you live in that sense, you have the ability to wake up in the morning and do what you want, as opposed to wake up in the morning and be super stressed about some bullshit about nah, 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 nah. And again, like your mind, even though it's like memes and people are like, well, that's it's not your creation. These are just memes. It's like your awoken shit is, is you sifting through the internet being like, I, I resonate with this. I'm going to share it. That's why I and, can't have somebody else manage it because it'd be a huge time relief. Yeah. If I had somebody else manage it, but they don't have my personality. Yeah. And I'll tell you uh, flat out, like I've, I've interacted with a ton of people and you are top five, um, most fun to see and read and feel. And it's just your memes. It's just, it's just your digital expression of self and it's awoken shit. I like it better than awoken truth. I mean, they're almost very similar, but. Uh, Oh yeah. And there's 
a very definitive difference. Awoken Truth is a lot more shadow type stuff. Yeah, I'm there. I get it. But I, Awoken Shit is like, it's, it's almost a rub. It's almost like you're just yeah. like, this is so true. Everybody needs to know this. But there's also like a twinge of a rub to it. It's like, yeah, and here you go. And that, I just love that candor that you put out there. And you, you, yeah. you, know, you put your soul on that. So, and it's also, it's like, like the, the three sides of me. That's how yeah. I, I, that's how I like, because there was things on Awoken shit. There were things that I were coming, that I was coming across. And I was like, I really resonate with this, but like, it's not like something I would put on this account, not because it's not part of me, but because this account is like my baby. And Mm. it's like these, this, this counts like this part of me. And like this part of me is like shielded from the rest of it, you know, like, all limitations that we put on ourselves. And that's, and that's yeah. truth. Like that's, that's a growth pattern that you're going to have to go through eventually on that. But I mean, also at the same time, you know, when, how often do you get to build an account and, and put your time into it and put your passion into it? Right? For the most part, you're going to interact with one or two people. I mean, I get a lot of DMS, but that's because of the message that I put out there. Like no comments. If you want to talk to me, shoot me a DM. So yeah. we do, we do well, the company does well with DMS, but for you, I mean, if it's not like you're going to get somebody to be like, man, I really appreciate your shit. So like I have the opportunity right now to go face to face and say, I appreciate the part of you that puts out the shit that you put out. And yeah. And honestly, you, I saw your comment one day and uh, I was like, this dude's cool as hell. Like I respect the hustle so much. And I resonated with you on, on such a different level than like even where we're on right now. Then we had that initial conversation. I was like, Oh man, like now you're my friend. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're more real than some of the people that I grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, in terms yeah. of uh, the human interaction. Yeah, because I mean, the, the, one of the, the, the biggest thing that you and I have going for each other, we're sitting here like tooting our own horns and everyone's just listening to it. But <laughs> the, uh, the thing is like, there's no, there's no superficiality to it. It is what it is. And, and that's one thing that you put out there. And that's one thing that I put out there. And there's a lot of people that have something to be. They have this essence, this image, this thing that they have to be in that clouds their ability to have an opinion have a conversation um, share a thought be praiseful be thankful be elevated be be anything because of this 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 internal dichotomy that they have to live up to so when you say i'm more real than people you grew up with that's because there's no there's no level to me that isn't um isn't out in the open um and and i don't mean like uh, i'm an open book i mean let's address all of it. You got a problem. You got this, you got that. Let's talk about it. Let's figure yeah. it out. Let's, let's hash it out. Let's, mm-hmm. let's see how, how, how we can vibrate, how we can literally get this thing to vibe together. And when people say that you can't just start vibing with somebody, I'll tell you this right now, nine out of 10 times, you take five complete random stranger females, put them all in one house. What happens within a month or two? Right. Ladies and gentlemen, they sync up they and sync they're up. getting their periods at the same time. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, my, one of my friends, him and I, we met uh, at an airport and we became like really good friends, but it was because we had like a quick interaction at a gate. We were both on the same flight and uh, we just made small talk, right? Cause there was that vibe already. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just like, Oh, like, did you hear about this? It was like, Oh, did you hear about this? Like, Oh yeah. Like, where are you going? What are you doing? You know, and then boom, instant connection. That's still one of my main homies to this day. And that's one of the things that, you know, we have as a humanity, we kind of like take that shit for granted. It's like, where, where do any of your friends come from? Because you meet a hundred thousand people a day and 99.99% of them don't even, don't even resonate. You, you don't, you don't, it doesn't matter, right? These, these, 
but those ones that you're like, hey, man, like we met how we met and then nah, 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 nah. we clicked, like you said, at the gate, nah, 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 nah. and this guy's now, you know, your best buddy. But actually, I heard something too. I heard something very interesting too. You don't have the ability to dream about somebody you've never seen. So inside, really? yeah, inside your mind, every single, every single dream you have that, that, that involves people, people that you don't know, like you've background people. you strangers somewhere. No, no, you've seen them. You've seen them somewhere, yeah. You have physically seen that person. Dude, that's some crazy shit because I've had some really fucked up dreams where yeah. people are doing some really fucked up things. Have and you ever interacted with a I saw that person yeah. in my dream doing that fucked up shit and I saw them there, a regular ass person just like watering their grass? Yeah. Well, here's another weird thing. Um, there's also, uh, we've all heard of astral projection, but there's astral meetups as well. Like I can meet you in a dream and give you information. Oh yeah. I I knew that. I knew that I've, uh, that's one of the big things that early on in my spiritual development, uh, I try to understand it because I used to have these very lucid, uh, crazy, uh, unimaginable, unbelievable dreams growing up. And like a lot of them are recurring and a lot of them like, were just like, like how, you know, mm-hmm. like seeing somebody in my dream and then them telling me that they saw me in their dream also. Yeah. That's a meetup. That's, that's a, that's an astral meetup. Yeah. So why, why I brought that up because wouldn't it be neat if you imprinted on somebody that you just walk by, right. And like all these faces because you imprinted on them, right. You walk by them. Like I said, you can't see ladies and gentlemen, I'll repeat that every single face in your dream you've seen in real life. So what if you pass by them at some point and subconsciously took them in, but did not do anything? Like consciously, you have no clue. Subconsciously, you took them in and your dream and what they're doing in your dream is what they're doing. What if you're witnessing their imprint? What if you're passing through their dream? So because they've also seen you, right? So what if every single dream is a meetup dream and, the, and we should stop in our dreams and talk to the people that are in the background of our dreams? Well, also when you start going in there, what is real? Is it what's happening inside of our consciousness or is it what's happening physically? Well, you, you can't define reality. That, like, that's such a loaded question right there because your but dreams you know are just saying? as real. You know, like, cause yeah. are your dreams dreams? If reality starts with consciousness and you're just forgetting a third of your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it if we want to go into a dreamscape, you know, like that's it. I could go on for hours and hours. You know what I mean though? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. And, and people just dismiss it. Like, Oh, whatever. It's a dream, man. It's telling you something. I had my father passed away and I was at the time I was dealing with an issue and my father was really sick. And it, it, you know, I had a lot of problems at the time. Um, and he was, we were working with him and all that sort of stuff. And, and at the time that he passed because he was in a lot of pain, it was a relief that he, he was finally out of pain. We were happy for him uh, and that sort of thing. Um, and I didn't get to grieve until uh, a few weeks later. Well, I didn't properly get to grieve until a few weeks later after we handled everything and, and life slowed itself down. I, I finally sat down and said, he's gone, you know? Um, but in the interim, I had a dream where I was sitting in a room. I was just simply, the, it was, the construct was so simple. It was a big room. Uh, with a, a standard old just rickety wooden chair and a light bulb hanging on a string. And it was my dad. My dad was in the corner. I was sitting in the middle of the room. He was standing in the corner, like in a thinking pose. But it was like 1970s version of my dad, like young, healthy, you know, not old, uh, old version of my dad. And we hashed out this problem that I had. And he gave me the answer. 
And the interesting thing about that is that it was an answer that I would never have come to on my own. So inside that dream and inside that experience, I was given information and I was given logic that was never my own logic. But why did you, okay, why would you say that it's never of your own? Like, I'm not saying that it's not real. I'm just curious what, because a lot of people that are going to be listening to this, they're going to have that same question. And even though like, I might understand where you're coming from, like, how do you know that it wasn't of your own or capable of your own? Because they asked the same question. I was you young. Differentiate? I was young at the time. So I was uh, 27. Um, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, 27 is very young. So that I was super young. I'm 30 yeah. and I know that's young. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I was 27 at the time and I, um, I had a certain set way of doing things and I believed I was right and I had all the answers and I couldn't deduce this thing. And how I knew it wasn't my thinking was like it, it was an algebraic answer that I could never, ever have cracked because I'm not an algebraic mind. Now, it wasn't, theoretically, it wasn't an algebra problem. It was No, I get what you're saying. It was just something yeah. that at the time wasn't even on your conscious level. Yeah, it was. It, so now you're right when you say it was, it was your information. And as I look back on it now, it most certainly had to have been in the ethos of my mind. Um, yeah, that's where I was getting at. Like, how yeah. do you... Yeah, but I'm not trying to invalidate your experience either. Oh, no. And, and there is no right or wrong to it because at the end of the day, it was my experience and it still is my experience. And that experience crafted who I became. But the, the limitation that I put on myself to be like, it's not my experience. It's not my, it's not my knowledge. And it wasn't my knowledge. It was definitely my dad's knowledge. And looking back on it now and in the past, you can also say that it wasn't it wasn't about the answer that I got. It was about the experience of getting the answer and being able to tell the story later. That's the whole purpose of what took place in that dream. But that's just one dream. How many dreams have we had? How many experiences have we had that we've dismissed and we've not addressed? And however else we want to look even, at Yeah. I used to have this recurring dream about a mammoth and these three clowns on tricycles and there's a spotlight and it was all dark except for the spotlight. And these three clowns on tricycles that were very much smaller than me would circle me. And I would run because they were smaller than me and I could like outrun them on their tricycles. And then I would run and I'd come to a cliff and the cliff had a tightrope and I'd go to walk across that tightrope and I'd fall. And then there'd be this big ass mammoth in a new spotlight. And then I'd wake up and I would spew chunks everywhere. And I'd usually wake up and like, there'd be like the TV on with white noise. I used to call them the ants racing, but it's, it's white noise now that I know that I'm older. And this was a very routine and regular dream i had until i didn't was it after perhaps you had seen the insane clown posse <laughs> back then no oh uh, back then like thing. we're talking like 97 98 99 did you get an answer to it no i should probably intentionally ask you just did because you just brought it back up so now you have the opportunity to look back on it and go what did it mean and you can give yourself an answer now and an experience. You can give yourself a new experience because that's really all we're here for, which is the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, too, we are running long. So just so you know, we're starting to wrap up yeah, now. I got a call uh, yeah. in 12 minutes, another one. Okay. So we'll, 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 we'll rush the wrap up. Um, I was going to say that we were talking about the awakening, the, the grand awakening and people like the people that I've coached through it and the people that I've worked through it, they've said things like, you know, you're, you know, you're lucky you're, you're 40. Um, I just turned 40 and when I woke well, you up, don't look 40. 
No, I look fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, when I, uh, I've also started taking care of my body, you know, my mind was everything. And then my body's like, Hey, what about me? And I'm like, all right, all right, we'll, we'll do you yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So I've had a lot of fun with that, but, um, yeah, you, you drink water, ladies and gentlemen, it's good for your skin. So, uh, what was I talking about? Janet? Yeah. 40 turned 40. And when I turned 40, um, the, I woke up that morning and I said to myself, you know, like, this is like, this is round two day one. And I'm fucking stoked because I went through my twenties. I went through the majority of my thirties trying to hold on to my twenties. Like the, the, the first half of my thirties, the second half of my thirties, I didn't really know what was going on, like mid to later thirties. And then by 37, I had it figured out and path set and then trial and error up until 40. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready now. I'm ready to go with what I want to do. And that means like I jumped through, I, you know, I made a million, I burned a million in my lifetime. I fucking made all kinds of mistakes. I hated myself the majority of that time. I hated the world. I was insecure. I was depressed. I was filled with anxiety, all that shit. Uh, I, I beat all of it. I mentally got my way out of it. I, I used all of it. And somebody said to me or somebody, I read somewhere that, you know, life starts at 40 and sure it could be cliche. Life starts at 40. Everything up to that is a practice run. And it's true. We do some serious training. You're only 30. You've got 10 more years of fine tuning. And then when you hit 40, you're like, fuck, I'm ready to go. And it's cool. Um, but she I feel said, like I'm at the starting line right now, honestly. Yeah. And you'll feel the same way in five years from now. And then five years from there, because you're, you're going to consistently compile knowledge. You sir have an energy that's going to fucking rock the world. And right now you're, you're, you're gearing up. You're very young and very excited and very high energy. But when you, when you start moving, you're, you're going to see like you and I'll be friends 10 years from now, we'll do another cast. You know, obviously we'll do a few between them, but we'll, we'll be connected. I'm sure of it. Um, yeah, but man, it's wild. She was saying, I, I want to end on this piece. She was saying that, you know, you've got a head start. You're, you're 40 and I'm 57. And, and I said to her, I'm like, no, I don't have a head start. I don't have a head start in this awakening. I said, you're 57. I'm 40. I'm working with people that are 27. You yourself, Eddie, you're 30, right? But we are all, for the most part, give or take a couple of uh, glass ceilings, we're all in this awakening together. We're all going through it right now. Oh, yeah. We are yeah. all collectively waking up. It doesn't matter what age you are. And if you're not waking up, fucking get on it. You know, it's up to you to be like, wait a minute, wait a tick, Basil. This ain't right. This ain't tickety boo. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it is up to us. Uh, and you do have to go in 12 minutes now, probably nine. Uh, we ran long. Um, again, love to have you. I can't believe this is only the second time you've been on the show. Uh, we're doing it again. Um, but what is there a topic you want to leave off on or, or anything like that? Uh, the biggest thing, I think I literally said the same thing at the end of our last conversation. If anything, like just do your own research, think for yourself. History is quite literally his story. And so if you want to know something like go and read, not just the Bible, but read the Bible, the Quran and the Kabbalah and the fucking, you know, whatever. If you want to know about COVID, read everything for and against COVID. You know, you want to know about child sex trafficking, read everything for and against it. And then come to your own conclusions based off of the information that you have instead of being force fed information that isn't always in your best interest yeah don't bite shit hook line and sinker take a look at all of it and if it doesn't resonate with you ask yourself why look into it look more look more constantly look understand too that every piece of information and knowledge that you have can be changed with new information and knowledge and have fun with it man none of us get out of here alive so just have fun with it yeah
Uh, awesome, 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 Eddie. All of your information is going to be uh, in the liner notes of the show and of the episode. Uh, not a commercial for Eddie, but definitely reach out to him if you want help with your social media. 100% reach out to Eddie. Uh, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, Enjoy. keep your stick on the ice.